Welcome to Slay, the podcast where we dive into all aspects of female health, fitness, and life. I'm your host, Louise Hazel, and in today's episode, we're going to discuss the topic of self-love. If you're a woman and haven't yet experienced your season for eating, praying, and loving, then there are two things that are highly likely. You've either never had your heart broken or that season is coming eventually. This is a season of self-discovery where you might be reconnecting with who you truly are at your core. So if you've been feeling a little bit lost in your life, career or relationship and are desperate to reconnect with yourself, then this episode is for you. Joining me this week to unpack this topic is a good friend of mine. Variety named her as one of the most powerful women in reality TV. It's author and challenge champion, Tori Deal. Tori! Oh my gosh, I miss you so much. Louise, it's so good to see you, dude. I'm so happy you brought this podcast back. Man. I know, right? I know. Good we, for were, you. we were gosh, the first time we recorded was like what, 2018? Oh my god. We just started so long the gym. Ago. 19. But like yeah. I haven't seen you for a decade. Like literally. Oh, it feels like that. I know. When did you dude. leave LA? I left LA immediately post breakup. So 2020, end of 2020, I was just like within a week of us breaking up, I was like, I'm out. Yeah, that's right. I remember. And then where did you yeah. go? Remind me where you're at now. I live in Miami now, but literally post breakup, oh, yeah. I went back to Jersey and I yes. was like, okay, I don't Coast. know where to, I didn't know where, like, I just moved back in with my family. Like didn't know where to, to go. Didn't know what to do. I was like, okay, what's the next step yeah. so I used my mom's house as a lily pad so I lived with my mom for a year oh how was that did you need like yeah we're gonna get into all of that like it's yeah you know I really want to kind of pick up from where we left off do you know what I mean totally like, yeah I would love that there's so much has happened like so much yeah. has happened you're a challenge champion like so much has changed in life but like last time we saw each other I think was probably in person I think it might have been the photo shoot that we did for your yes, the sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. And then like, wow. you know, summer's gone and all of this stuff has happened and then the pandemic and, you know, obviously, you know, I, I you know, we've obviously met through the challenge and obviously uh, champs versus pros, but obviously I've always, you know, as a really good kind of couple friend to you and Jordan mm -hmm. and obviously loved yeah. you guys both very dearly. And I always feel like whenever breakups happen, there's always collateral damage. But I feel, do you know what I mean? It's like, who gets the dog yeah. or who gets the cat? And I feel like, you know, and I know that a lot of your friends will feel like this in the sense of just completely freaking torn because I think everybody 100%. loves you both equally and both so dearly. And oh. um, it's so, I think it's, you know, like seeing you guys separate and this is like, look at me. I feel like I'm literally had the breakup <laughs> as well. But it's like, Aww. as a friend from the outside, it's like, oh, man, what wicked yeah. people. You do feel like you're torn in two. But yeah. listen, it's your, it was your life. I want to know more about, like, the time before you entered the Challenge 38. Like, what were the events that led up to you becoming Challenge mm. Season 38, Ride or Die Challenge Champion? Like, where was your God. head at going in? Because it had been a time. Absolutely. Yeah, I really feel like it was like, I mean, I don't really pull tarot cards that much, but if I did and I could pick one card to really just resonate with the whole cycle, it would be the, the tower because you crumble to literal nothing and then you have to restart totally. Mm. And, you know, when I was living with Jordan, I really made that my identity in many ways. 
I didn't picture my life without him. I just was very clinging to his future and was curious about how I fit into his plans. And it was just, I did lose a sense of my individuality, even though I was still writing books and I was still doing my own things internally. I was always like kind of tagging on his coattails in a way because Mm -hmm. he's just so driven and so powerful and so creative. He's all these amazing things. So I was always so inspired by him. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like after the breakup, I ended up, you know, going home and I, it just was like a massive self-reflection time. Like, Mm. I really feel like I saw my true colors, my toxic traits, like all of these awful little fractures in my soul were just exposed. And I was like, okay, well, how am I going to deal with this? Because I'm on a, I'm at a fork in a road right now. I'm either going to go and fix this and Mm -hmm. make myself better, or I'm going to literally spiral. And I don't even want to think about what's on the other end of that path. Mm. What were those toxic traits? I'm curious. What did you, what did you feel like you unearthed? Because I feel like sometimes post breakup, when you are finally on your own and you have to sit and face yourself, that's when stuff comes up. What was coming up for you? Yeah, I realized, and I had known this stuff about myself, but like it really came out at that point. Like I am a spiteful person. Like when somebody hurts me, I'm like fucking, I'm giving it right back. Like I need, if I feel pain, you have to feel pain. Mm. So that's something that I really had to work on to just kind of surrender and let, let situations be. Another one is like, was so attention seeking, like really needed validation from a male. And Mm -hmm. that was that just never, that's never going to end up well. So mm. I hadn't been alone. I hadn't been single before Jordan, even before that. Like it mm-hmm. had been a long time since I was really single. Was it back to back relationships? Oh, it I was, was in back. that. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Like I'm talking, yeah. it goes down to 13 years old, back to back to back to back. Like yeah. it, the cycle doesn't stop. Mm-mm. So yeah. So that cycle, you know, that I had to face that and like put an end to that and that was insane. And then also uh, just self-destructive behaviors, like drinking too much and going mm-hmm. out and wanting to just forget about it all, not actually doing the work and sitting with it. So it took me about six months to finally, after the breakup, be like, okay, you know, maybe I'm going to be okay. And then I went on medication and that like really helped me pull it together. Got so you. it was this, it was time. It was a little bit of medication. It was just really looking at myself. But I think ultimately, yeah, that's what led to me being a challenge champion. Like I'd really truly believe that. I know I, I was selling like t-shirts after I had one, like winter strength is inner strength, but like, I really feel like I conquered myself mm. and that's what helped me. The universe was like, here you go, Tori, you know, Absolutely. here's a re- reward. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Cause this is so interesting because I felt like the Tori that I met when we did champs versus stars, self-deprecating, funny people pleaser, but also in that scenario completely non-threatening and like because I felt like you know Tori you're just like happy to be there and just having fun and you know what if I make it I don't I don't really care there's no real stakes for me and I'm just like hang about I'm Mm. like that's very different than the person that it takes to become a challenge champion and I know because I've been there been you know in that arena but more importantly I've been on a diluted version of what you Mm. did and so Mm -hmm. I was like what changed Tori? Yeah, I think the ultimate crumble. I think not being able to rely on the crutch of mm. somebody else and, you know, just having to really take responsibility for myself and my own success. Mm. I think I, in many ways I relied on that personality and that 
good heartedness and that lightheartedness to carry me into that got me through the casting process and that got me on the show. And mm -hmm. then it really does have to change. Like you said, when you want to become a champ, there's a different mentality. And I don't think that I was there yet. I think I had a lot of growing up to do in my real life. So I really mm. think it was just, you know, when I started TV, when I met you, I was like 23, I think. Yeah. A puppy dog. You know, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe seven years ago. So it's just been like growing up on TV, like so crazy. Which in itself is a freaking absolute, like, you know, smack in the face in and of itself. <laughs> um, totally. You know, like the thing that I think I've seen happen with you is just like you've blossomed and you've just gone from strength to strength. But actually, I think um, as time has gone on, like you're so much more fortified for some of the crap things that you've had to endure in your life. And like just watching you over the years, just constantly finding yourself recreating, creating music, poetry, writing, all of those things. I'm like spirituality. Like I'm just, you know, I've been through that kind of phase, not even phase, because I wouldn't even call it growth myself. Mm. And mm -hmm. I was so happy to see you doing it on your own. Because I, 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 was, I was also in that cycle. Like I kind of know what that, that kind of back-to-back -back relationship stuff does to you. And you don't even realize you're in it until you're, kind of looking back at the whatever mess and crumbling parts. 1,000%. Um, so let's talk about the challenge 38. Had you seen Jordan prior to that episode? No. Prior to day one shooting? What did that no, feel and like? I, and, and we were on like pretty bad terms at that point too, because after we had broken up, I had hooked up with somebody a month after. And yeah. I mean, that's public knowledge now. Like mm -hmm. everyone knows the story. It was blasted all over social media. And Jordan and I had a brief conversation after all of that kind of leaked. So, but then after that, it was very much like, you know, there was no communication. It was cold. And he had always mentioned to me, if there was another show and I was on it, he wouldn't come on it. And I really believed that. Uh, but I think enough time had passed and maybe, you know, they called with the right price for him. And he was mm -hmm. kind of like, you know what? Fuck I it. think maybe we'll, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. You know, let's go on. Let's go stir some shit up. But I am so like, I look back at that season and I'm like, I just can't even believe it. Like, what are the chances I would win that season that I get reunited with, uh, with my ex? And, you know, then we have to face our drama again publicly, but then mm -hmm. I also get to win that season. So I Absolutely. feel like, yes, it was like one of the hardest of hards there could have been, but at the same time I won. So I can't be mad about whatever it took it to get there. I do mm. think that that season was just, the universe was like, you have to go through this, this season. This season. I was going to say it's divine. And to say like, that was your reward. I a hundred percent agree with that. Now, my other question is what made you choose Devin? Yeah. <laughs> like obviously this was um ride or dies um yeah. and you partnered up with Devin who chose who we kind of both agreed at, at, before we found out the the theme we neither of us wanted to go mm -hmm. we had talked about it we were like we're over it we had just done spies lies allies like yep. we got really close that season like mm -hmm. I Love you know him. the crazy thing is spies lies allies i was like i remember you being like i'm gonna i'm gonna win like your grit and determination was there and i'm like i've because i've seen this in athletes every single time and i'm yeah. like this isn't your year 
but your year is yeah. coming. And I knew that it just mm. needed a little bit more time, that little bit more time to cook. But go on, let me not interrupt wow. you. Wow. And you know what's great? I lost that season by 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. 10 seconds. And that also felt divine. That mm. also felt like, okay, Do- this, this isn't, like you said, this isn't my time. Yeah. It's like the universe, when it comes to like really winning and really winning gold, it's like, oh, I'm going to give you a taste of what it's like to win. But I'm going to do, you're going to have to really, you're going to have to be in such a good, this is what people don't think, I don't think people understand about winning, is you have to be in such a freaking good place to take home that number one spot in yourself. Like there's no winging it. Yeah. So how did Devin win then? (laughs) (laughs) Thank God he had you. (laughs) No. Dude, he is... Yeah, he is so underrated. He really is. He's so smart, so smart. And like, you know, his personality on the show is the shit talker and the chaos and yeah. all all of the funny, like he is that guy. But deep down when the, when push comes to shove, he is one of those people that will call me out of the blue and check, check up on me and see if I'm okay. Like true good friend, so thoughtful. Like it will, it, it shows up on time to birthday dinners, like mm-hmm. always, always is there, always shows up. Like he is a true through and through good friend. And I think that that's why he got rewarded with this opportunity as well, because he's also had a shit reputation on the show. Sometimes, you know, he stirred mm-hmm. the pot a little too much. Yeah. So he, he had the opportunity to like both of us together had mm-hmm. to have this like platonic friendship that like when, when I look at all of the ride or die pairs, I truly believe that Devin and I are the closest. So yeah. I think that in that sense, we also deserved it too. hundred percent. What do you think is, it is about both of your personalities that make you such a good team and a good partnership? We definitely just balance each other out completely. He is so strategic and such a great planner. And he's so good at just saying, Tori, this is what we have to do. And then when push comes to shove, I'll execute and I'm tenacious. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it my all every single time. Not saying that we're always going to have it right, but we trust each other in each other's realms. Mm. And that gives us, that takes a lot of pressure off just knowing who's doing what job. Yeah. I feel like with you guys, there's this underlying like trust and also respect and where other people that could be beefing, there's actually not a lack of energy. Like there's no energy lost or diverted Mm. to anything else because it's almost like there's an unspoken language between you two. Now, Talk to me about this 100 hour final. Because if I'd have gotten mm. to that point, and they said the finals are 100 hours long, I'd be like, see you later, take it, have it. No, you wouldn't. No, <laughs> no I wouldn't. wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I'd be you like, wouldn't. make it 101, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you 100% would. <laughs> I know, who am I kidding? <laughs> yeah. When they turned no. around, when they told you it was 100 hours, what, what were you thinking? Dude, I was just like, all right, whatever. I'm looking around and I'm like, if I'm going to, if they're going to go through it, I'm going to go through it. Like I felt ready. This wasn't my first final. I think it may have been my fourth final at this point. Like, did you think you were going to win? I, I did. I did. That was I actually, stiff competition. Nani, Johnny Bananas, yeah. Jordan, Anissa. I could just tell by the energy Devin and I had together that as a mm. team, our camaraderie was going to be hard to beat. Mm. And I thought that Olivia and Horacio made a really good pair as well, but they were mm-hmm. so new. Mm. So like, I, like I thought their camaraderie was, was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And I knew Anissa and Jordan were kind of always butting heads and Nani and Johnny kind of always butt heads in some way. And even though it's their style of friendship, but I just felt like the communication Devin and I had, I felt like it was just the right type 
of communication to win. Mm, I love it. So listen, they tell you it's a hundred hour final and then you get to station seven, the eating challenge. Yeah. Fuck. I know. It was just so much pasta. I'm like, why is so much carbs? <laughs> like, like, do you see? No. When I when I actually saw how much they put on the table, and then what they did with the dessert, they then so for those of you guys who haven't seen it, you know, there's always an eating challenge in the challenge, uh, eating challenge in the challenge, and <laughs> on this particular challenge, it's hundred hour final. They're on station seven, and there's a plate of spaghetti pasta, not even a plate, a mountain. Enough, I'd say, to feed a family of six to eight. Yeah. And then of responsibly portion size of six to eight. And then yeah. bread. You, did you both, you guys both had bread on either side? So then you had like bread, yeah. a basket of bread. So imagine you go out again for a dinner, six to eight people, basket of bread. You've got a wine glass with water in it. Mm. I just wish it would have had wine at that point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have been so thrown up way easier. So you get through that. And then TJ Lavin he surprises you with a bowl of vegan chocolate ice cream each. What are you thinking at that point? No, I can't describe how, I mean, listen, everyone's overeaten at some point in their lives. Like, you know, the feeling of total discomfort, but it was so beyond that. It was like a legitimate sharp pain in your stomach. And you're wondering like, can my organ pop right now? Mm -hmm. And so Devin and I were trying to throw up mid bite sometimes Mm -hmm. because I think it was fear of like, could this, like, how much do we trust production that this is actually okay for us? Mm -hmm. So we were, I mean, Nani and Johnny Bananas didn't do that at all. They took it down and they never once threw up, but like Devin, that was just, we couldn't do it. So, but I will say this at the very end, I was able to throw it up and I, I got it all out at the very end. So it was the most incredible, horrific throw up of my life. But everybody all night had the worst gas after that. And I did not. Oh, wow. Because you (laughs) were clear, clean, clear and under control. Yeah. Yeah. What was the hardest part of that final for you? Uh, The hardest part of the final. I think. Mm. Oh, I mean, listen, the very last portion of that final when we're in these like rooms and it's just Nani and Bananas versus Devin and myself you have to go through all these different portions of the game and it took six hours to get through. And Mm. I think that TV didn't do it justice because Johnny and Nani were actually kind of far behind. And so they didn't want to like show how long it actually took, but Mm -hmm. each room took about two hours Mm. and it was by the end of it. I couldn't even turn. Like when I went to go fly home, I couldn't even hand my passport to the agent at the gate because my hands were so like frozen from just pulling the chains for so mm-hmm. long and mm. from digging through sand for so mm. long that I couldn't even move the muscles in my hands anymore. So mm. the very last thing after already have doing four days outside, that was definitely the most difficult. Oh my gosh. So like actual physical pain, like the enduring. Pain. Yeah. And yeah, you're not feeling enduring, but at the end, you know, you can't walk. Yeah. The endur- the endurance, the adrenaline's probably carrying you through, right? But here's a question. And um, if I think back to like my, you know, track and field days when let's say I won the Commonwealth Games, mm-hmm. was there ever a point where the negative thoughts and like, did they ever get into your head during the final? Was there a point where you're like, oh, this is, this is not happening. This is like, was there a point where you had to silence those demons? Did they ever come for you? 
I like I'm so honest when I say no. And it's because the moment one came up, I just looked next to me and I'm like, oh, yeah, Devin's with me. Mm. Like I just like all of the insecurities I have as a competitor. He those are his strengths. Mm. And like that's where that's where that magic was is like mm -hmm. I just know that if I can't figure it out, he's going to be able to figure it out and vice versa. So yeah and like i i swear to god like i kept saying while i was there if i win i'm gonna go do ayahuasca if i win i'm gonna do ayahuasca like i just knew i was gonna win so i was like all right i'm gonna go do it so we win and i'm i'm gonna transition the conversation for two seconds we can take it back wherever which way you want to go after this but <laughs> i literally i'm i win so i'm like okay well i've been saying i'm gonna do ayahuasca so i better go find somewhere to do it we're already in Argentina. They do it in Peru. So I'm thinking I can just fly there. I was way too tired. I mm -hmm. went home instead because I was like, actually, I was like, universe, I actually can't do it right now. Mm -hmm. Two days later, I get a phone call from my friend, ben Brennan Durrell, who's one of the workshop leaders on Too Hot to Handle. He's leading a non-official travel to do ayahuasca in Ecuador in three weeks. And he's like, Hey, do you want to come? I hadn't even told him about it. I hadn't even told him I won. I didn't even tell him. I was home. So this is just, there was so many moments of this whole experience that I was like, this is part of my path. I am mm -hmm. just riding the ride right now. And like, whatever I'm about to experience, whether it's Jordan coming on the show, me competing with Devin, us winning, or me going and doing ayahuasca after there's something happening in the universe right now. And I know I'm exactly where I need to be. Mm. Absolutely. So like the theme that, you know, we're talking about and I really want to touch upon is self-love because mm -hmm. I feel like above being an absolute badass, above being partnered with someone who you really trusted, respected and, you know, was just like the perfect partner for you. I feel like the one thing that got you to that point was that period whereby you were able to kind of fill your own cup. Um, mm. I've got some really kind of deep questions for you and I want you to, I don't want you to think too much about this. I just want you to think about go, taking yourself back to that time. Um, what's one thing that you did right? When like I was going through it or. I would say prior to the point where you became champion and you're going through it and you're going through that transition of like, mm. you know really finding yourself, reconnecting with yourself, figuring out your identity? I think what I did right was I just really self-reflected. Mm. I think I like really looked at myself, mm -hmm. even though it took time to get there. And I think that is what helped me make changes that made me a better version of myself. What wasn't actually your fault? Was there anything that you discovered like you were perhaps blaming yourself for in the past? And you're like, actually, no, this is like I'm a human being. Yeah, I definitely think my attention seeking behavior stems from like much earlier. And I was able to like work with a life coach during that time mm. and really understand like, why is that such a pillar of my personality? And so I was able to deconstruct it a little bit of like, where does this come from? And understand that there were things that happened before I was even an adult for me to mm. behave like that. So yeah, I think that that was, it was eye-opening in that sense. Do you feel like because of that work, you've been able to leave that part of you a little bit behind? Or do you think it's something that you accept in a different way now? Is it something that involves or is it something that you're like, nope, that's not me. And like that you'll never see me behaving like that again. I think it comes up sometimes, but it definitely doesn't come up the way it used to. Mm. like 
in terms of attention seeking, I mean, my relationship with like men has drastically changed. I went from being with relationship to being single three years. Mm-hmm. So I think that what else has changed? My ability to just be like the pilot of my own life, mm. you know, like moving to Miami was like a girl decision. It wasn't like, a, oh, me and a partner. I wasn't doing it for a man. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to move to Miami with my best friend and mm-hmm. I want to do weird shit down there with her, you know? And I think mm-hmm. just, yeah, like picking up more projects that like fuel my heart, like just being deciding I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm. that has been and not basing it on somebody else Mm, got you um Mm. the other thing I wanted to ask was what choice would you make over and over again from that period Mm. what don't you regret what don't I regret oh Jesus (laughs) (laughs) Tori wasn't ready you got your nails done you're ready to go out you were oh my god um what don't I regret um I think living with my mom I think that like, there is always this like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, people, trolls were commenting on my page. Like, what were they yeah, saying? You live, you live with your mommy, you know? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, fuck you. Like, yeah. I need my mommy right now. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. So yeah, I think at any age, whenever you have to like, if you have the opportunity to go, you know, do that, I think it's, it's a luxury. And I think that uh, it shouldn't be looked down upon. 100%. I also think you'll look back, even now, look back and that you'll realize that's a really freaking special time it was so you special. know it was think so about, special yeah you know I saw something on social media that's like if you think about it you know as adults how often we go back home and see our parents and a lot of the time that might be once or twice a year and then if you think about their lifespan this is so morbid but you think about maybe they've got 20 years left you might yeah. only see them for like another 40 occasions and when totally. you think of it like that, freaking hell yeah, go back, live there. You know what I mean? Do all the things. Like, yes. don't forget to like, you know, as a person who now, you know, has sadly lost both of their parents. Like, you know, I, if there's one thing that I would definitely do and differently, it would be to definitely get my butt back home more often. Mm. I can yeah. safely say. So don't, don't be ashamed for going back to, I'm coming to see your mum next time. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You know, tell her to make me a bed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, because of that time period, like after I won the challenge, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to invest in real estate. I knew I wanted to buy a house. Mm -hmm. And I actually bought the house next to my mom's. Did you? Oh, my God. That's nuts. That's wicked. Yeah. So I'm currently in Miami, but my plan is to ship everything back there so I can just make that home base and still be able to travel a bunch and do whatever I want to do. But yeah, I'm going to make that home base. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love Thanks. it. Um, that's awesome. One of the things I wanted to ask you was what do you not settle for nowadays? Like after that period of like real growth, after becoming a champion, finding out what that takes, what are you not settling for any longer? Mm, I think that toxic behaviors and that destructive behavior that mm. is not, I don't look at it the same way. I think my relationship with alcohol has drastically changed. Talk me and, through that. Because I remember yeah. you posting on social media. I feel like it was it was getting around like Christmas period, party season. You were like, I'm not drinking. And you were out celebrating your birthday. And you yes. were like, and I'm having like, you know, this is not real alcohol. This is whatever. It was you a ginger I mean? shot. Yeah. yeah ginger it was my 30th shot. birthday. Yeah. 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 So it was like a pivotal birthday. And how, how are you doing that when perhaps your friends are just still 
you know, doing their thing, doing them. No, they were cool. Like my mm -hmm. best, best friends are so cool with it. They were so supportive. Nobody has ever pressured me. Like I, mm -hmm. in fact, the opposite, they've encouraged me to keep going. And you know, we've had like non-alcoholic elixirs or whatever, like adaptogens, whatever everyone's drinking these days. Mm -hmm. But I like now I've, I've gone back to drinking, but mm -hmm. in a very like, I know what I'm doing it. I'm not doing it in a way in which I'm hurting myself. It is celebratory. I am mm. enjoying it. And I'm, then I don't have to feel bad about myself. So it, there's just a different relationship now. Mm. And I feel like, yeah, those destructive, toxic behaviors, like, the, like even when I meet a guy and he has them, I'm like, it's just not going to work because I just don't want that in my energy anymore. In my temple, I've gotten mm -hmm. like very, uh, I guess protective over like my temple. Now I treat my mm -hmm. body as if it is that. So mm. that's kind of where I'm at. So it sounds like that like evolution of the relationship with alcohol has kind of come full circle to the point where like you have the boundaries, but more importantly, yeah. boundaries with other people as well, but more importantly, boundaries like with yourself. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about stay on the kind of theme for a little bit about self-care um because you've always been in the gym lifting one of the things I love to do is check in and see what you're up to in the gym <laughs> pushing sleds like where are we at with our fitness Tori like yeah. where it's 2024 it's January what are you doing what are you up to okay what am I up to well I am in the gym five days a week lifting which is about to shift to three days a week because I'm starting another hit kind of endurance cardio training every mm -hmm. morning yeah. from like 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. I'm out on the beach doing beach workouts and runs right now. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm starting, I, I've started this 2024, you know, new body, new me a little late, but I've always, you know, no agreed that there's, there's no such thing. And there's mm -hmm. like, my body needed a season to just like enjoy the holidays. And now my body is like fully locked in and really excited to push myself again and to keep, to keep running and to, you know, but I do everything now. I really mm -hmm. do. But over the past six months, I have been explicitly weight training. So mm -hmm. now I'm just bringing cardio back into it, going to shred a little bit. And yeah, but always, always working out, always, always, working out. always lifting heavy. I see. Give me your always. favorite lift in the gym. Because I've seen Favorite you been, lift. like, I'm impressed. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, like, thanks. I've seen you tackling things in the gym that most people don't even, like, the, first and foremost, the barbell. I feel like you're the queen of the barbell. Like, Thank the fact, you. honestly, like, to, this is literally like gym porn to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know me. Like, tuning in and watching somebody not only just lift, but try, you know, mastering lifts and taking mm. the time to learn the techniques, deadlifts. Yeah. Like, mm. we're ha are you cleaning as well? Yeah. Yeah. And I was, mm. I remember being like, oh, come on, yeah. like, come yeah. and pay your little visit. <laughs> and so like, that's impressive. And I think the, you know, the interesting thing is there's so many women out there that follow you. And so there's that huge responsibility. And one of the things I think you've always done a wicked job of with your audience is allowing everybody to be, meet, meet them, you know, you meet them where they're at. You never tell them to try and do anything that you're doing eat what you're eating, work out how you're working out, just follow their own journey. But seeing you challenge yourself physically in that way is like, so to me, I'm just like, woo, 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 go sis, wow, go sis, go sis. Wow, coming from the sleigh queen herself, dude. You, you're the you. sleigh queen. I'll take no, that crown off. 
Let me put it on that head. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you so much. No, I really appreciate it. Like I'm, I've always been inspired by your fitness journey as well. Like, and I think I've kind of really leaned towards weight training because I've had this moment of like, you know what? I am. I'm not saying I'm a big bitch because I'm not, but I'm. I'm a. Sh- I, I have the potential to be really strong. I have one yes, of those you do. bodies. Yeah. That just like is just kind of like mm-hmm. I would like I'm built like a brick shit house in a way. Yep. And so I'm like, I'm kind of I liked experimenting with that and just kind of tapping into that version of me and seeing how far I can push it. So like with cleans and everything like that, like I actually feel like they're terrifying if you because you can do them wrong and you can really fuck yourself up. Absolutely. So there's some there's some like cleans that I and and some of those Olympic lifts that I just I really don't want to touch. Mm-hmm. But the other ones it's like when you throw that weight up and you're just kind of like there's just something there's something about it that just like really makes you feel on top of the world and I think I've become addicted to that feeling of being strong. Mhm 100%. I'm here for it. Like mm-hmm. whatever you need, I got you. If it yeah. you need a technique check, send me the video. Do you know Thanks, what I mean? Babe. Whatever you need. Are we talking nutrition? How are we fueling these workouts? Yeah. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So and I was thinking about like everyone always talks about how you prep for the challenge. So like mm. you're getting ready for a challenge. They've called you up, you know it's coming, you've got however long they give you, let's say a month. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. I know like this is going to be grueling mentally and I know that, okay, you've got the puzzles, maybe not grueling physically, but what are you doing in that kind of prep phase to physically prepare yourself? You know, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give away my tricks. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't want to give away my tricks, but I, (laughs) but I take it very seriously And I had a comment on my Instagram the other day and they were like, you know, do you think about the challenge all the time or do you just, you know, think about it when it comes up? I think about it all the time. I wake up, Mm. I think about it. I, every time there's a clip to watch, I'm watching it and I'm wondering about how I would strategize how to do that. Let's just say I'm doing my homework and I I eat, breathe and sleep the challenge. Like it is such a big part of my life. And I never thought in a million years that I would be like, I'm a challenger, but I am. So I'm you're just like, let me go in. Stop yourself. No. You're not a challenger. I'm you're a champion. Cha- I'm a champion. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I just think, and I, there's just so much more room for improvement. Like there always is. You just, there's, I could be so much better. And so I just am excited to keep learning and keep growing and seeing how I can be a better challenger. So I don't take it lightly and I study. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, so let's say there's one thing physically that you think, okay, I know that so-and-so got the better of me there. Mm-hmm. What? I just want to say in a general terms, without giving too many of your tips and, and mm-hmm. you know, tricks away, what are you going to be focusing on going into your next challenge? Like, are you going to be focusing on strength? Are you going to be focusing on agility? Is it going to be speed? Is it going to be endurance? Hit me. It's going to be calm under pressure. Ooh. I like it. Strategy under pressure, calm under pressure. That is where I'm at. I feel like that is probably the core to being a great competitor. Stealth. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I want to shift gears and I want to talk about the soul spill. Um, Because this is not your first book. You obviously had the search for syrup, um, which was your first self-published book, children's book, um, which I want to talk about very briefly because I always think it's really important. Because you have nephews and nieces. And yes. I'm like, what led you to do the children's book first and foremost? And then yeah. talk about the song spell. 
Well, I actually, funny story, like started to work on the search for syrup when I was filming my first season of the challenge. There's a mm-hmm. lot of downtime. I was super bored. I had a notepad and a pen and I was like, I'm going to write a book. And I just started and the characters were completely different when I was working on it in the show. It was literally Yolky Pear and Kitty Pillar. And they went on this like breakfast adventure. And then I came home, didn't pick it up for seasons. And then I got eliminated from Final Reckoning, which was two seasons after I got eliminated super early. And I was like, okay, I cannot rely on being a good challenger. I have to have other (laughs) qualities of me that I enjoy and that I put out into the world. So I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, I'm going to do a kid's book. And I picked that book back up and I just decided to put some energy into it. And then I just really found my craft and love for writing again. Like I had Mm. always loved it, but I never really took it seriously. And so thankfully, you know, I was able to independently publish myself because I have an audience. So thank you to everybody who's supported the book and bought it because that has been so important for me to have the confidence to then put out another one. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think when it comes down to like being a challenger or a challenge champion, it's kind of like, well, we know we film for a period of time, but what do we do in the off season? And how can I make sure that I'm still living out my other dreams while I'm living out this one? So that's where, you know, the confidence for writing came from. Where does the passion for writing come from? Because that's something that's been in your family. Is it solely a Tory thing? It's definitely, well, my dad is an author as well, and mm. but he writes d- very different books. My dad worked for the science FAA. Science fiction? No. Si- no, just straight NASA. science. NASA, science, just that's straight, right. Si- straight science. Like he is just a, and he actually took his book down because he's working on another one that's, anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is he has inspired me while growing up to be an author. And I am not writing anything like what he writes. He is writing about panspermia and how life travels through space and spores and, uh, you know, all those things I'm writing about koala pears and bumblebees and (laughs) (laughs) French toast. So it's a different vibe, but he's definitely inspired me a lot. I love it. Talk to me about the soul spill. What are we going to learn about you when we read the soul spill? Yes. I think the soul spill is like, the seed of me from the beginning of being in a relationship to me being in a relationship to then breaking up and to feeling like absolute shit and then to finding myself again. So there's poems that don't, every poem stands on its own, but every chapter series of poems, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a series of poems, but they're all allocated in different chapters based Mm -hmm. on that chapter of my life. So Mm. birth of a soul and then roaming the earth and then enchantment, falling in love and then lost depression, rebirth, and then ascension coming back into like this best version of myself. So I really feel like anybody at any point in their healing journey is going to be able to find at least one poem in there, if not many, depending on where they are. And so I just think that it's just a beautiful collection. So, and thankfully I got to work with my best friend Vera again, who you've met and we did the, Apparently yeah, she can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we did uh, Search for Syrup together. So it's just kind of like this thing that I do with one of my best friends and it's a project and it's just been so amazing to get people's feedback on it. Like it's so fulfilling and I am just in love with it. What does it represent for you to be able to get those feelings and emotions out actually down and on paper? 
God, there's just nothing like it for me. Like mm. I, I there, there's something about words rhyming that just really do it for me. Mm -hmm. Like I love when words rhyme. I just, mm -hmm. it is it for me. And, and that's what it is. I get to take these emotions and put them into these beautiful sentences that feel like butter. And butter that's and just bars. special. Yeah. What's your just... favorite bar from the book? Because I feel like when I went through my last breakup, which is a long time ago now, I felt like I had bars mm. for days. I was like, G -g 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 mm. I wrote same thing, poetry. I feel like there's something about your emotions that literally mm -hmm. spill over, excuse the pun. Yeah. But what's your favorite bar from the book? Wait, can I read a poem? Absolutely, yes, please. Oh my God. Okay, here we go. You can hear it in her voice. There's more strength in her tone. You can see it in her walk, especially when she's alone. It's confident and slow, shoulders back and brows low. For you, the sight is new, but for her, she's always known. Every setback is a path to another door unlatched. Every heartbreak of the present becomes a gift of the past. She calls in all blessings, yet remains unattached. No more healing through crying, but through good times and laughs. It takes growth and power for the path that she chose. Hunted like a witch from the ashes, she rose. As she spills in the river, her soul overflows, nourishing her sisters so the young healers grow. Oh, thank you, Louise. I appreciate you. Thank you for letting me read That's that. Sick. Thank oh, you. And then wrap it round to that next generation girlfriend. Wrap it all the way around. I feel like I feel like we are falling so that they can walk. <laughs> yeah. You it's walk so true. on high. We got you. Um, oh, gotcha. I've got a couple more questions for you. I want to wrap our interview, though, up with the last question, which is what might be possible for you after all in 2024? I think this is the year of my inner temple. And by that, I mean, I don't know if any success is going to be obvious externally to my fans and followers, but what I feel like is internally, I'm just fortifying who I am even more and I'm becoming more confident and more comfortable in my own skin. And I think that that's going to set me up for even bigger and better things in years to come. Absolutely. Are we going to see another challenge win? You know what? <laughs> Maybe. I, I wouldn't put so. it past you. I wouldn't put it past you. I hope so. Honestly, we'll Tori, I'm telling you, you're going to be tough to beat. You're going to be tough to beat. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I you mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best if I get the opportunity to go play again. Oh, um, you, are you I, sure will? I'm going to try my best. And if not, then I'm going to keep coming back until I learn from it. That's just how it goes. There you go. Look at me, literally. I'm like, you sure will, like I'm a producer on the show. <laughs> We're just manifesting that out of nowhere. Dude, make, when are you coming happen. back? People people still wonder when you're like, people want you back on the show. Oh, geez. Um, it would, I don't know. Like, would I go back on the show? It would, ha again, I think like everything, it would have to be the right circumstances. Um, location. I think, I don't know, you know, I've got, we're running like a, a business here, like a real business. This is like, you know, people depend on me, you know, from six to 12 noon. And then like, we have so much going on with Slay. It's amazing to have, um, you know, been fortunate enough to build so much in such a short period of time. It's also a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, like gone are the days of just running off to do an MTV show and right. just talk shit to Weston Bergen, Bergman. <laughs> I mean, like, I literally, I still text him and 
you know, slide in his DMs and talk shit from every now and then. So I can just do that from my couch, you know what I mean? Or do it from the treadmill. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, man. People, people would love to see you back, but it's so good that you're I'd thriving. Be a I'd be a menace. You'd be a menace. Everyone needs a menace, Louise. <laughs> Everyone needs a menace. Bring it out. I do. Tori, I've got a couple more questions. This is going to be a quick fire round. It's called okay. Challenge or Champion. Mm, okay. So this is a quick fire round. I don't want you to uh, spend too much time on these answers. Just quick fire. Let me know what you think. You're either challenging this idea or you're championing this idea. Okay. Um, three, two, one. There's going to be 10 things. Sugar daddies. Challenge or champion? Champion. Pow, pow. <laughs> do you, girl? Do you? <laughs> eating challenges. Bread, pasta, and vegan ice cream as a whole meal. Ve- eating challenges on the challenge. If it's vegan, champion. Oh, okay. Fair mm-hmm. enough, girl. Mm-hmm. Fear of failure. Challenge. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Love in the limelight. Challenge. Okie dokie. <laughs> Anxiety. Mm, yeah, challenge. Mm-hmm. Literacy. Champion. Papal. <laughs> Marriage. Champion. Pa-pow. CrossFit. Champion. Champion. <laughs> Champion. Poetry. Champion. And then the final one, which I only found out today, OnlyFans. Champion. Girl has got some spicy content out there. I haven't <laughs> subscribed yet, but I've got a free weekend. So, <laughs> you know, did you see the... The recent stuff on social media about, oh, this was so-and-so's highest paid follower on OnlyFans. No. That's going to be me. I'm going to be making it rain all over that account. I'm so dead. I'm You'll be so like, dead. Louise. <laughs> I will send you my content for free, girl. You don't no. worry. No, no, no. No, treat me, <laughs> treat me like one of your daddies. <laughs> Sorry. What a hot mess. I love you so much. Um, thank you, I love thank you, you so much for coming on. Um, I'm so happy for you. I'm happy you're in Miami. I'm happy you are living life. I can't wait for you to be back in LA. So please come and see me when you're here. Let's yes, get a I workout will. in. I miss you so much. Yes, Louise. Thank you so much. Seriously. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I'm so happy you brought this podcast back. Like, and congrats with getting married and everything that you're oh, doing. Yeah. And I can't wait to see you again. I know we need an in hug person, please. In person yes. hug. <laughs> we need an in-hug person, please. Yeah, in-hug person. I love you, Tori. Have an amazing day. Thank you, you too. See you, baby. Bye. That concludes this episode of Slay. Reminder, you can't pour from an empty cup. So stay tuned for more empowering discussions on female health, fitness, and life. You can follow me at Louise Hazel, and you can follow Tori at Tori Deal on social media. Check out the Slay brand at Slay Athletic. And don't forget to subscribe to the Slay podcast and leave a review if you haven't done so already on Spotify. You can get all of the tools and resources that are mentioned in our podcast on the Slay app. You can download it now for free from the App Store.